Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub science here to make things make sense. Today, we are talking about anti-vaxxers, how to convert slash convince them, how anti-vax misinformation gets spread in the first place, and how we should consider all these things in the upcoming COVID-19 vaccine world. Hello, yeah. hello, hello. Current COVID vaccine world. Oh, true. It is current, but not for us yet. Yeah. Hopefully, the virus does not mutate. Uh, Wait, it already in has. A way. No, I, 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 ah! and also screaming. it's just like this podcast is being recorded maybe a, like a week earlier too, and it's like who knows how much is mutated in two weeks. We'll find out. Um, but in the meantime, <laughs> in my life to distract myself, I have started watching more Survivor. What a surprise! Wait, but Survivor's not on. Yeah, it's not right? filming American, but I'm like literally started looking for countries that have. Uh, good reviews of their survivors. So sadly, 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 Canada does not have a version, but you know, Australia has a version. New Zealand has a version. South Africa, a bunch of non-English speaking countries have a version. So I started watching New Zealand and I'm going to maybe watch South Africa after the, and people have pointed out like which seasons are worth it. Cause like, you know, the first season of New Zealand apparently is like really bad. So I skipped it. Oh, drag New Zealand first but, season. Oh, Sorry. No, Sorry, I know. Well, because I think they were just like getting the groove. But I will say Australian Survivor is the f- superiorist Survivor, minus the fact that they, you know, don't cast people of color. Right? And they're mean- probably all racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's minimal. It, they're just like really well produced. They're longer, like, hour and a half episodes. The season lasts like 20 days longer. So it's just. Are they all like, in my gap, yeah, when I was. <laughs> and I don't know how to do an Australian. In my gap, yeah. Okay. That's fully British. In my Gap, yeah. In my gap, yeah. Wait, well, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I can get an Australian accent if I say, like, there's certain words. Like, if you say mate. Mate. That, mate. Oh, mate, mate, how you doing? <laughs> I can't, can't really do it. It's the hardest one, I have done it in a I long think. time. Yeah, and it's, like, kind of also a hybrid, especially to a Canadian ear, it's a hybrid of British meets what? South African, New Zealand. Oh, like it was like beats an animal, like a rodent? Well, to me, Canadians, Americans sound nothing like British people. But to my Canadian ear, a uh, Australian doesn't sound like a British person, but you could be mistaken for one. Yeah, I That's guess. That's the ignorance of like the North American ear. And then even South African, like if you didn't, and New Zealand, sometimes when you first hear a person talk, it's hard to place which of those places they're from. Yeah, for sure. I've never been able to place a South African. I'm always just saying British. And they're like, well, actually, <laughs> I'm from a southern part of the continent of Africa. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my entertainment. So far, so good. Definitely lower production value, but it's kind of nice. It reminds me of the early seasons of Survivor. Cool. Well, enjoy that. So it's in the past. <laughs> Hopefully no one's like, oh, I hope there's not a pandemic in the future. <laughs> that's like exactly that. what they said. It's so weird. <laughs> um, do you ever see those things? How it's like Simpsons constantly predicts yeah. the future. Isn't that weird? 
I'm like, is it confirmation bias just because there's so much Simpsons information because it's just been on for so long that people are just pulling from it? I mean, obviously, it's, it's like they're not probably. The and then one are of they? them I saw recently, someone was like, oh, well, that's a relatively new episode. So it's not always like from 1997. It's sometimes like, oh, from 2018. Maybe. And they're reaching. They're like a purple dress. Kamala wore a purple dress. And it's like, okay, well, what is even the context of this? Like, of course, it's a purple dress. <laughs> um, yeah, what's up with me? Not much. I'm just fuming right now because, okay, this is going to come out in a few fuming. weeks. But have you seen the photo of Grimes with Elon Musk and Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan? I think I saw you tweet it, but I don't know the context of it. Like, I don't know what's it's happening. It's just like these crazy rich people are just like it's just so weird when you're locked in your home constantly thinking about this virus like hoping it doesn't mutate like trying to spell information about like you know we need to like just be smart about this stay home if you can like I know a lot of people can't but like I'm sure of all people the people who can stay home is Grimes is Joe Rogan (laughs) and so they were at a Dave Chappelle so Dave Chappelle's doing a residency right now in Austin an eight-day residency comedy show where people are going see comedy i'm just like am i living on a different planet like why well maybe a we do live in canada and it's in many ways a different planet than america (laughs) but it's like it's mutating and it's like all over texas like i'm just like i don't understand so anyways let alone taking like a vote like okay be a be a like shitty person and go like to see Dave Chappelle and all of you take a, but like to take a photo. So wait, is it that Dave Chappelle has? So Dave Chappelle just has a positive. Grimes had COVID. She, she like tweeted on, on January 9th. Like I have COVID. So now Dave Chappelle has COVID. So everyone's obviously being like, January 9th. She said she had it and she was at a show. This is we're like reporting on what is today? Like January 20th. So it's like they're like the CDC says 14 days. It's like Grimes, stay the fuck home. Let alone like when that photo came out, weren't you like, well, I'm going to go hide. Like it's just, so weird these people are so on a different photo like it was a professional photo and then so dave chappelle has it like like joe rogan was like grimes didn't give it to dave chappelle and everyone's just like how the hell like why (laughs) do you always talk like you you know know? science i (laughs) cannot stand he's so short she's taller than him i'm like oh joe rogan's short that Mm, makes sense it all comes he has like short man energy times a thousand (laughs) but anyways so now i'm like okay i probably joe rogan's gonna get it everyone it's like elon musk probably has immunity because he's definitely got it like it's just Mm -hmm. so frustrating to me because i mean i love grimes music it's just one of those hard things and i swear to god i started listening to grimes music on like tuesday it's like every time i'm like you know what i'm gonna listen to her it's just like <laughs> boom she does something awful and ridiculous uh, and I'm like, what a Girl, disappointment come back to canada get the hell away from elon musk billions of dollars Anyways, nothing good can come from being that rich no 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 and no, no, no. i saw like discourse around this because i saw someone tweet uh, you know, curious what my followers think in, in a poll on Twitter of like tens of thousands. I think it was like 50,000 people voted. Like most people are like, Elon Musk sucks. But then of course there was a lot of discourse of people being like, wow, hate on a person who's literally trying to like change the world's energy supply and make it more green. It's like we can like appreciate things and also tear down people and criticize them at the same time. Especially like, when it's like, yeah, everything he's doing with like solar is interesting his cars i guess are pretty interesting but then it's like you're also just trying to like get rich people to space like there's like yeah. weird things where i'm like what's that about what's He's that actually definitely about? worth criticizing and that doesn't mean that your auntie his like climate policies or not policies like climate company i don't know what you want to say and it's just like girl you're supposed to be so smart i'm gonna hold you on a pedestal you said the worst tweet about covid ever it's so it's embarrassing like, by april or something it'll, it'll be, be at zero gone, right? yeah <laughs> it'll be oh gone and then now he's like oh whatever oh my god okay we need to move on and talk about anti-vaxxers <laughs> and i wouldn't be surprised if grimes and elon musk end up being them <laughs> oh my god okay 
Okay, well, let's first do some what you learn this week. Oh, what did we learn this week? All right. Um, I, I Not that I love my what you learn this week, but it's a very interesting moral dilemma. Are you ready oh for it? Okay. Okay. Would you, would you save one human over 100 dogs? You know those kind oh of, my God. you know those train track moral dilemmas where you might yeah. have like some people on one track and a different kind of person or a different age group on another track. Imagine there's 100 dogs on one track and one person tied down on the other, and you have to choose the lever. The train's coming. Go five, four, three, two, I'm, one. I'm Who gonna, I'm gonna kill the dogs. Okay. And I, I feel really, really bad. I feel really, really bad. It was like a Canceled. bunch of dogs are being like obliterated in front of my eyes, but I am going to kill the dogs. And also, I'm, isn't the other one that there's one person on one track where the tra- and there's five people on the other? Mm-hmm. And the train is going towards the five right. people and it's, you actually you have to actively change yes. it to go to the one. So it's like mm-hmm. you're becoming a person who has to take agency over switching the right. lever to Versus kill one. being like, yeah. I, it was, that's the way it was going to happen even if I wasn't in this situation. Yeah. I don't know if there's like, they've done it about different types of people. Yeah, they have. Like, they do because what? they've had to train AI and talk about the moral dilemmas of if a AI car has sees different people and if it can't avoid crashing. Like it kills the older does, people than the younger? That, that's not like <laughs> what has been programmed, but those are conversations that happen. How does it make decisions if it knows it can't avoid an accident? That would be so annoying to be like 65 and then there's like a 45-year-old like guy over there and then the well, car's coming to you and then all They're of a sudden like, the car spins and hits. What if it's grandma or grandpa with their, you know, like their grandkid? Like there's different interesting combinations of it's not just like old versus young. It's like combinations of people. Anyway, so the study that I was looking into that came out really recently uh, was actually looking at the difference between adults and kids. So... They were comparing five to nine-year-olds with adults, and they were given various numbers of humans against varying numbers of dogs. There were also some about pigs, but obviously dogs were just like the thing that stood out to me and kind of what was being talked about. So almost all adults would choose to save one human over 100 dogs. So what you chose was like basically what I know when you were like, you're going to get canceled. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was canceled if I saved the dogs and killed the human. Right. (laughs) But kids between five to nine would choose to save. Even if it was only a few dogs over a human, they would save the dogs. Kids are sick. (laughs) They're psycho. Um, Basically it was just, I mean, obviously there's many variables and factors people have talked about. Like what age do kids really understand what death is? Um, do they understand the implications of people dying? Would it be different if they knew the people? Would it be different if the people were young or old or someone that looked like them? But basically the study came to the conclusion that the idea that humans are morally superior than other animals is developed pretty late in life. And it's a socially acquired skill. Obviously that's not confirmed, but that's kind of what the study posed that even kids up to nine are, if there's two dogs, they might choose it over a human because to them two is bigger than one. And the idea that humans are more important than more dogs is perhaps okay. Not this seems like a wild study too to like make kids make this decision. I know that it is kind of dark. That is weird. I didn't think about that. But I am also like, I've always been like, we should let kids vote because of like climate change. But it's like, maybe not the nine-year-olds. Like maybe not the nine and below. But like, let's let in some like 14 to nine. Or whenever um, they are allowed to like choose humans over That's dogs. so true. Um, yeah. Like what's the age when they realize that? Okay. Well then interesting moral dilemma for you. Is there a number of dogs you would save over one human? No, I'm so sorry. So would you let dogs go extinct? Um, what? Because obviously, okay. Would you do a million dogs? 
to save a human. But is extinction different? Is that is that part of this, or are you just saying? No, I just saw people talking about this where huh. they were like, okay, is there a point where there's enough dogs that you go, okay, their lives are more valuable because there's a thousand, there's like ten thousand, the there's a million. Would you choose the extinction of dogs over, over saving one, one life? life? I. <laughs> I feel bad. You don't have to answer. Wait. This okay. Now, actually, uh, I'm gonna answer this, and then like I think I would. Like I think I would. But okay. But okay. Girl. Ernie is putting, screaming right Putting now. the mirror in front of. I mean, I feel so bad. I love Ernie to death, but I'm just like, girl, you no, adorable little thing. But I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, hun. Like it's like you would die, and you would just be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, consciousness is so interesting, and I think there's lots of consciousness in all different types of creatures. I'm not trying to like be like a humanist or whatever, but it's like I'm sorry. If my aunt, wow, you've really panicked me right now. I, that's I'm literally so mirror, mirror, mirror. I, you answer. No, I'm not you, going to. Excuse me. That is literally, <laughs> uh, listeners, are you listening to this? That's unfair. You need to answer right now. Hundred dogs, just a simple. Oh, a hundred dogs. Of course, I would kill a hundred. Obliterate dogs over the, one oh, human. Blood, guts, dog yeah, animals all over the. I don't way. want to do that, Greg. But I <laughs> would obviously save a human, especially. But like, if it was Ernie, I don't know. And if I didn't know the person, I don't know. Like Jen, and I know what? that sounds awful, but it's like. If I <laughs> you would choose your dog over a person, maybe <laughs> I don't know if it was wait a that's so dark actually now that I think of my dog. Well, your instinct would be like say a car was oh barreling God, down a street so and you merciful. saw Ernie on the street and a random person. I might my instinct might be like. I hate also, this. Ernie doesn't know. Mitch, you're a murderer. I just realized. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we can't put this on the internet. <laughs> this is like we're gonna get we're gonna get canceled, but it's gonna be so different than like the way everyone else is getting canceled. Like everyone's getting canceled for like being like a rapist, <laughs> or like then they're just like they're actually we're getting canceled because they really want to murder humans slash murder no. a bunch of dogs. Okay, yeah, that's why I want to get off of this. It's a very interesting question. In terms of, I'm glad they did the study. Sound off in the comments if you'd obliterate a pack of dogs <laughs> or a human. Oh my God, okay. Tell me what you learned this week. Lord above, have mercy on my soul. Like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to even talk about. What did I learn this week? I'm like, disturbed. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's mine. It seems so weird. There are no animals on land that do not have a left and right side of their body that isn't a mirror image of the other. <laughs> oh wait that's so interesting wait really because i thought it was interesting too but then i was writing down like how do i pitch it and that's how i decided and i'm like is that interesting so wait there are no animals on, on land, land or in water no right? in water there are oh just on land on land that are not mirrored from yeah, left called to right bilateral there's no animals is it bilateral yeah. i've been truly reading about this all day and i'm like <laughs> i've been reading no oh no it's bilateral Okay. 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 I was like, am I just reading the word bilateral and not? <laughs> no, they're considered bilaterian animals. We are okay. bilaterian. Every single land animal oh. is bilaterian. And now I'm going to explain why. But another thing I want to say is that there is a bit of a caveat. There are like those animals where like the tide goes out and then there's like a sea sponge there. And it's like, that Fair. doesn't count. That's, you know what I mean? That's, that's like, that it's on like land sometimes, animal. but it, okay. so spe sea sponges are an example. Octopus, right. o octopuses are an example Nidarians, like these are underwater creatures that are not bilateral. Jellyfish are like that's an mm. asymmetrical weird ass thing. <laughs> so the reason is is that through our evolution, bilateral I love how you said bilateral and I've not thought of it. <laughs> Bilaterian animals, their whole design is about getting somewhere. It's about friction. It's about feet. It's about like moving through 
the air the air but also like on land yeah whereas in the water you can have these other animals because the water is like flowing through it with all these different like foods um, and organisms and in, in the past like you don't necessarily have to be moving yeah like when we started to leave the water and start to evolve on land it became like essential oh, to move god thus forward i never thought about how like obviously so many creatures in the ocean move but so many don't coral so don't. coral is a perfect example exactly and also those were all the things that we evolved all out of like cnidarians and these things mm. like if you go back like 650 million right. years those type of numbers where you're like is my life meaningless it's like hey maybe <laughs> so like um but that is like we evolved out of that and so then the types of species that made it out of water and that were able to like really work out of water were ones that could walk and then huh. with that came this bilaterian like sort that's of so evolution. fascinating i'm just racking my brain being like i must be able to i truly was i was like owls and i was like actually that's the most right. symmetrical thing ever they're like, <laughs> and they're like designed and i guess it doesn't mean perfect symmetry it just means like intentionally symmetrical not as in, yeah nothing obviously really. like a turtle's shell might be a little different on one side but it's like ultimately it's yeah. bilateral yeah. yeah the whole concept like the legs the whole it's like it's it's fascinating oh but my also gosh. I another just want to stare at animals now and be like i want to I, get i want to catch you in a lie and be like see that one's not i right. literally have done that for hours <laughs> and i'm that's what was blowing my mind was mm. just being like land animals and looking yeah. at them all and being like they're all bilateral <laughs> but also flying is really interesting because it's like i never thought about this but they're like are jellyfish technically flying in the ocean and then you're like uh, they kind of so then why are. aren't there like jellyfish birds well again they're the, trying to the say the like you needed you need that sort of like it just like everything completely like shifted are there the so water. when you say land animals that includes birds and things that fly. Yeah, presumably. yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. I just think it's interesting when I'm like, I never thought about how there are animals in the ocean that stay on the bottom, that walk mm. on the bottom or like walk on things and never fly, quote unquote, in the water. And then I'm like, dolphins True. are flying in the water. Like if I was like a like animal on the ground. But like, a oh, dolphin is bilateral, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not an, I've now moved on from the bilateral I thing. See, okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying this same where I'm learning this information. They also mentioned this that flying as a construct and the way you sort of start to learn about the first animals that left yeah. the water were not the jellyfish flying in right. water. And it was they were the ones, ones that were like insects crawling out like and a in. Lobster. And yeah. And there are also animals Frogs. still now that leave the water to like get food and come back yeah. to the water to live. And it's like, that's probably like the types of animals that left the water mm -hmm. and they would have been walking and that's why they had totally. friction bilateral. Wow. Oh my gosh. And I was just, I was just realizing though, um, Animals that fly or insects that fly in the air always land. Like there is, unlike a jellyfish, like maybe that's the difference. Like a jellyfish uh. can maybe never has to put, go on the ground. Oh, like a con like is there another <clears throat> thing that constantly flies? Like of course not. Right. Cool question. <laughs> cool question. Like anything that flies up in the comments ends, below ends up like landing at some point. In the air. If anything doesn't. But there are certainly floating fly. things in the ocean that probably never have to like ground themselves. Yeah. Also, I just love that birds are like more closely related to dinosaurs and like survived the like asteroid or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> okay, hello, bird. You're so, so freaking cool. cool. Oh my gosh. Well, I actually think that was really cool and way lighter than the killing of the dogs. So <laughs> <laughs> on that note, actually, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to chat all about oh anti-vax conversations. 
Today's Side Note episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers classes on a wide range of topics. Mitch and I have become obsessed with Skillshare in quarantine to help keep our brains flowing. I took a class recently on nature photography by Chris Burbank, which has helped me take photos of birds while I'm on my birding walks trying to stay happy. It especially helped me figure out how to take photos at sunset. So no matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes. Just go to Skillshare.com slash side note and get a free trial of the premium membership. There's so many classes you can explore, real projects to create, and you can support fellow creatives like yourself on Skillshare, and it will empower you to accomplish real growth this year in a year that could be stagnant. Skillshare is super affordable, especially compared to pricey in-person classes, which don't even really exist anymore. <laughs> An annual subscription is less than $10 a month, but go to Skillshare.com slash side note and get a free trial of the premium membership, and doing this also helps our show. So thank you so much, Skillshare. Whoa, I can't even say it. Thank you, ShareMatch. Thank you so much, Skillshare, for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's get back into it. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Whew. Okay, I feel like this conversation is going to be incredibly relevant <laughs> now and the coming months and the rest of this year as we, you know, there is obviously conversations around anti-vaxxers in general, people who are afraid to vaccinate their children um, outside of the pandemic. But this will perhaps, at least in our <laughs> lives, of course, be the biggest conversation around vaccines to have ever happened. So to start, I just want to be uh, clear. I am an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm actually going to try and convince Greg. <laughs> that would be such juicy, juicy Tropicana orange juice if I was an anti-vaxxer and you weren't. And we got and to we like... we just were like a couple for this long. And I, oh, I even just mean this pod would be juicy, but it's like, oh, no, right. sorry, we're excited for our vaccines. But like... We could do that. Actually, like that would be... That would be. Should we pretend on our YouTube channel that I'm an actor to go viral? Yeah, no, but I mean, we used to bring. Not that we've ever brought someone on our podcast to have like a true full-on debate, but I mean, maybe we could bring somebody on to talk about it. That's what we really want to do uh, with this conversation and like starting these conversations openly on our YouTube channel through the podcast on our Instagram because we do want to start talking to people who are hesitant mm. about the vaccine to learn the best ways to talk to them. So that is yeah. what today is going to be about. We've been doing a lot of research <clears throat> about how you talk to people who are vaccine hesitant. But I think one thing that we are trying to do and figure out ways that we can even on our YouTube channel have actually vaccine hesitancy hesitant people come to us. We'll be armed with the information we're about to tell you. And like, let's start like practicing because yeah. we can honestly practice. Like there's enough of them as we're going to explain today that like, what a good skill to just start to like hone. <laughs> like just I, like I go to like, I and don't I, know. So one, just off the top, one thing I was going to say is important to know is at least in Canada, um, uh, sorry, this is for everywhere. There's a difference between being an anti-vaxxer and being vaccine hesitant. So in Canada, I think they say like one third of, or so people are anti-vaxxers. But mm. vaccine hesitant can mean that you just aren't sure and you're maybe not, I don't want to say stubborn, but in that, you're not in that same space where you're like, I'll never take it. You're just like, I don't know. And I think there are lots of people right now with COVID-19 vaccine kind of going, maybe I'll wait a little bit. Like, maybe I'll just see, make sure everyone's fine, and then I'll probably take it. And so there is different varying degrees of where people are on that spectrum. And there are some people who you probably can never convince. Anti-vaxxers, but I also yeah. call them baby killers. Okay. Indeed. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Do not call them baby killers. Well, in this Step number one, do not call them baby yeah, killers. In this day and age, they'll just be people killers. Be too. like, oh my God. Oh my God. So you're obsessed with polio. Cool. That's an interesting <laughs> real interest to have that you love yeah, the disease so polio. This podcast is not necessarily about convincing them. It's about having a conversation 
about how to talk to people in in like truly a respectable, interesting way using psychological uh, studies and tips and tricks of how to have these conversations productively. But also vaccine hesitant people are the people that are more what on the side of trying to get these vaccines out. You should be thinking about Mm -hmm. you. There are going to be people who are like, hashtag lost cause in the anti-vax world there's a lot of vaccine hesitant people boom that's the group we want to think about because it's like mm-hmm. okay you're just hesitant we can do this and work with me baby <laughs> okay i'm gonna do my study first because okay. it's more about the bigger scary issue and then i think yours will be more about what do you do okay so this was such a cool study it was a recent one about a month and a half ago so like late uh the year that must not be named 2020 <laughs> hopefully 2021 gets better fingers crossed crimes go home um <laughs> And they took amazing, like this powerful program to look at three million, three million, was it three million? Three billion Facebook users. Sorry. Like it looked at all the Facebook users and ended up focusing on a hundred million individuals who are actively discussing vaccination on Facebook. Regardless of their position. Regardless of their position. I'm just like, that is crazy. Like we have access to large computers that can do these types of things like scan all of like three billion yeah that's wild wild so what it found and it actually maps it out in this really like visual way which we can't do on a podcast i'm going to try my best to explain it but they they found that to start most vaccine information is being shared on facebook groups not people's posts Okay, like not on their personal page, but within the groups that people subscribe to. Exactly. Like I honestly, like, honestly, I don't know how. Don't know how Facebook. Anymore. Every time I go on Facebook, I'm like, this is a mess. Like, how is this even a company? This I is a know. disgrace. It's like Compared I can't even to, like work. how it used to be. Our like every other platform, I'm like, okay, I get it. But Facebook, I go on, and I'm like, there are so many buttons everywhere. I'm like, did the coder vomit on the keyboard? Like, there's no, there's no narrative here. I'm just confused. It's like a, it's like a shitty painting. Oh Anyways. So there's groups, I guess. (laughs) And so those groups are where most of this information is happening. So you, it's kind of hidden if you're not really on Facebook actively. Like I'm just, if I am there, I'm looking at what people have posted or said. And I'm right. When I think anti-vaxxers or vaccine hesitant people on Facebook, I picture like them being like, I'm nervous about the vaccine post, but Mm. it's like, no, there's these whole worlds that this is all happening in. Uh And we should know that. Okay. Yeah, that's scary. Um. Yeah. No, but okay. So then the next thing, there are tons of scientifically accurate vaccination groups. For example, the Gates Foundation. And these have way higher numbers per group, like millions to two million, millions to two millions, <laughs> millions of people have liked and are are a part of these like scientific okay, that groups. are talking and pushing information that is like for accurate dissemination of vaccine. exactly okay. so it's like it's not it's like you know it's not just anti-vaxxers on facebook but right. this is the issue those groups have huge numbers in them and there's way less of them whereas when we look at the vaccine hesitant slash anti-vaxxer side of things there's so many more groups pages or groups pages okay. with less numbers right do they know if collectively they add up to more or is it just interesting that there is oh my god so they didn't they didn't make that clear in the study that's okay. a really good question so right. they didn't like make if, that clear if more people ultimately are part of yeah. the anti-vax groups on facebook but when you add them up i'd be curious that's really interesting and i bet you could i mean i don't know about coding but couldn't they be like x213 and then like, yeah yeah it's like put it in excel sheet girl <laughs> yeah it's called excel honey we got Google a couple of sheets, like share it with the world yeah. uh our charity is gays who code over here <laughs> so the thing is the algorithm of facebook prioritizes more groups over one group with a bunch of people what does that mean so if you this is when they show the map if you have a bunch of groups 
mm-hmm. with less people, it's going to be more favored in the algorithm than less groups with a shit ton of people in them. How come? Because they're like, they're, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're just like, they're probably, not, have you seen the same thing from the same page all yeah. the time? Maybe it's like, to them, it's a better experience if it feels like, oh, there's a bunch of different news. Is that yeah, like this AI decided to put weight in the fact that say mm. 2 million people are in the Gates Foundation's one page where they're getting right. this information. And then 2 million people across are like all 50 over. pages. Those pages are going to be favored in the algorithm to like be suggested. Well, that like yeah. even doesn't make sense to me. Like considering other algorithms were being at the top of YouTube, like having a lot of not, not having a lot of subscribers always matters but you know people like the rich get richer usually well they're probably using that dopamine pathway of like new things mm-hmm. just being like what about this yeah, what about that like true. like like again it's like facebook figure shit out collectively across 50 pages there are more posts like i'm assuming yeah, the gates true, only true. posts like that page may only true. post like once a day or a couple times a day whereas if you have 50 pages now you have 50 posts in one day Each, that's that's really interesting there's mm-hmm. going to be innately more posts for mm-hmm. sure and then so the the algorithm favors them. One of the examples of one was like, um, rage against the vaccine. <laughs> like that's the name of one of these groups. And I was like, okay, that's really funny. Cause people probably love rage against the machine. Or like, oh, shit. <laughs> and so the, the, the visual map really clearly shows you that scientifically accurate, like, like we do not see these, uh, right. It's hidden groups. from you. Like yeah. the way the algorithm works is like, girl, we know you aren't going to want it. So like we can't, it's like we can't even practice our discourse on Facebook because those aren't we're not going to see it unless yeah. we really, really search it out. And then maybe the algorithm will be like, maybe you are and then send it to you. <laughs> but yeah, very, very separate, which I think a lot of people intuitively think. Yeah. And then the thing that is really frustrating is that anti-vaxxers have a lot more things they can talk about. Conspiracy theories. They have alternative mm-hmm. medicines. They have, you know, they can yeah. say it's like whatever they there's want. infinitely more lies than there are truths exactly so that also with the algorithm of facebook really does not help the ability for the information to get out they use the word monolithic that scientifically accurate vaccine information is monolithic yeah it has the thing. it has the accuracies and that's the all they say is to say like these are the the answers this is what the studies and science found out Versus, yeah, I see. And then the other um, vaccine hesitant arguments are diverse. It's like it could be safety. Like, again, there's so many different reasons that could come. You could say, yeah, yeah. oh, well, there's microchips in it. Oh, well, it causes autism. Oh, well, it causes Mm -hmm. this. It makes people sick. It's like government control. All these things are totally different responses. Maybe every page has a different little niche it fills that. Yeah. And and the Facebook algorithm favors that. That's so disturbing. I had once read a. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Quote, maybe it was just a tweet or something, and it said... 
um, like this is a problem. Like misinformation is a problem of numbers. So because yeah. there is, you know, and not to say that scientists always have the absolute truth and, and like scientists don't claim that, but they're aiming towards like, what are the truths? Things are limiting when you're trying to talk about yeah, science. Yeah, if you're trying like... to actually find the answer, but just like you said, there can be a million different conspiracies with tons of different angles. And it doesn't mean like if you're in one conspiracy, you believe them all. It doesn't believe if you think 5G is this, you think this is that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like there's infinite possibilities to tap into people's fear. Like someone might be like, oh, it's ridiculous to think that 5G is controlling us. But I do believe there are microchips in a vaccine. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, it would be so fun to like be able to think like that. <laughs> like I would love if I just didn't have to like, like it would be so much easier to be like, what are the things I like and want? And then just be like, that's the world. You know what I mean? Just be like, oh, you might not know this, but like gay people actually control the world like we win or like i don't even know like i'm just like what like anything that you uh, want you could you think. Just believe like i mean it's like it's like it's like it's so funny like i like i'm obsessed with reading science that's really hindering my ability to but if like i don't know i'm just like what a night what a relaxing life i, <laughs> I can mean, see the appealing <laughs> yeah i'm sure there are things that everyone has their natural biases but probably not to the extremes that conspiracy theorists do and but i bet objectively from the outside there's some alien that would be like you do do that in this specific way like yeah, you're true. able to blindly like mine say, is like quantum physics i'm so excited for the future when, when like an alien comes it's like girl whatever your whatever your neutrino <laughs> shit you're talking about is fully Fake. made up like that's yeah. some animation weird shit that like some dude really started thinking yeah. about and no and one you checked just thought on. it was true yeah it's and like you yeah fully, fully bought it yeah like fermions hun like no that's air or <laughs> like i don't know but exactly um, like it's hard yeah. to know <laughs> or even science i'm just someone showing up just and just like, being it's like all there fake. are microchips you idiot <laughs> like no we're getting we're getting uh, we end up this pod with ass vaccine hesitance yeah. oh, no. <laughs> so the thing i was thinking about sorry with that study to help with okay is this idea just like not combating someone but just being like oh yeah like no it's so interesting i've also heard about how it's like the way that you know algorithms are built it's actually a lot easier for vaccine hesitant information to spread because you know there's all these disparate ideas. Facebook groups actually like hold on to them. It's just like a it's just like an interesting almost like like has that conspiracy theory juice that like mm -hmm. and you just you don't even talk about the vaccine. You mm -hmm. just go, oh, there's also this thing I've been hearing about, just sort of like the rampancy and the like easy accessibility to a vaccine hesitant worldview mm -hmm. than a scientific one. And then it's like a way of planting a sort of seed in someone without ever having to talk about the emotional aspect of whether you're getting the vaccine or not. Hmm. Just being like, here's some accurate yeah, information about that, facts spreading. Might yeah. be a way to avoid the combat. Oh, God, it's does so that make hard. sense? That yeah, was my yeah, like, I think it also like, it comes back down to a little bit like the person you're talking to. Right. So there are some people who just would be so, encapsulated with that worldview or that conspiracy whereas there are people who are more vaccine hesitant who might be more receptive to but okay hearing that information so do we make a just like a draw a line in this podcast or just continue with both we can do both about whether we're talking to vaccine hesitant people or anti-vaxxers um I think it is both, but I just think there might be a time and a place where somebody is unconvincible, at least at yeah. this moment. And part of what I will talk about in like my research and people and like how to talk to hesitancy and anti-vaxxers is like movements of people, like the influence of others, like if people you trust or know make those decisions, then it actually is more likely to change your mind, right? So 
yes, someone might be hmm. in this moment a lost cause, but in the future when they see all these people they trust, influencers, celebrities, and people, oh. if they trust those people, or like people around them. I'm so scared it. when you said influencers. I didn't even think about that. I'm like, oh God, we're screwed. No, <laughs> it's like they're going to come out of the woodwork like, do not get it. I Already know. there's like those TikTok oh, jokes. Lots, that they're like, yeah. I'm but it is important to see the cultural movement okay. of the acceptance of it could then crack yeah. down the, the barriers for some people who are kind of like behind those conspiracy gates. Okay, can right? we get into your information? Because that was my study, and I feel like you're going to have a little bit more tangible psychology. Yeah, things. mine is like psychology. So basically, I came across a COVID-19 vaccine communications guide that was commissioned hmm. and prepared by the UN. So it was, it's called un. like UN, the UN. <laughs> the UN? The UN. It was called the Unverified. Oh my God, I didn't realize that. It's literally called the UN Verified. Okay, UN, you unverified. That is so weird. That is so bad. It had, no, you should be like, we're the verified, verified information. We're no, not the so, unverified. That's so, so scary. The verified <laughs> campaign is to, um, the whole, it's not just to do with the Wait, I'm the sorry. I'm like, this is too funny. They, is there a hyphen after un to verified? No, I'll Because like, imagine they're right. literally like not realizing, but they're like, here's all of our unverified information. Oh my God. Yeah, it's called the verified initiative, but it's the UN verified. That is so like semi-automatic. <laughs> Not notice that. <laughs> Basically, the verified initiative is to spread the truth and around COVID nineteen. Like, everyone going there to get accurate information, and the unverified. title is saying unverified. And then we're like, oh, maybe the anti vaxxers are like, we're not gonna read this unverified information. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh Does my anyone god. have a phone number for the UN? We need to call them. <laughs> that is, I didn't even know. Oh that my god! I can't until you I said can't, the UN. I, I can't. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, like the website. Oh my god! It's just like doesn't. I don't know if they write it as the unverified. They write it just as verified. In it. Okay. So okay. hopefully, they figured like that out. They didn't call it unverified. Oh my god! Oh so my god! Change it. Okay. Continue. Whew. Anyway, so um, they had like a team of psychologists, sociologists, researchers kind of come together and build a general outline. We can link this in the YouTube description and hopefully in the show notes as well, um, because there is a lot of information there. I thought I would just touch on some of the ones that stood out most interestingly to me and we okay. can kind of have conversations around them um, and give a little bit of information on them. But of course, there is a lot more in-depth conversations and studies that back up these points of view that maybe would be more helpful for you to like read deeply. Um, but interestingly, I think it, one important thing that I noticed throughout this is it really kind of like, there's no one size fits all because people are coming from different backgrounds, different cultures, different places in the world, different experiences with government, different experiences with vaccines, different experiences with science. And that's actually the first one. Um, <laughs> I guess I didn't need to say that. Um, basically one of the first points is like to work with the worldview of that person. Hmm. So there's like a legitimate reason that a lot of people have had negative experiences with sciences, right? Like scientists yeah. have abused many people. We're gay. They, they've done it to queer like experiments people. Yeah, to yeah. people of they've color. Done to, yeah, they've done Science it. has done it. Us. Um, so that, I mean, that's one perspective just in terms of the abuse, but it could be people who trust the government versus people. If someone doesn't have a lot of faith in government mm -hmm. where they come from matters a lot. And so I think That's the first so point hard. is to really understand what they see, they being the anti-vaxxer or vaccine hesitant as right and wrong. Huh. Because okay. if you're coming, this from is so point, intense. It's like you start by being like, hi, what are your morals on life? Well, like, it's I, like, okay, the, the truth is like, we might be interested in converting sort of people we don't know, but most people's it's experiences. People in their lives. Yeah. yeah if, they know them. Deeply. You're not talking True. to strangers, like True. maybe on Twitter, but I would say you're not going to convince someone on Twitter. So it's like, huh. you're probably dealing with your, 
uncle or a friend of a friend. Uncle's or- got such a bad rep, but it's so true. I'm like, they're always like, everyone has that uncle who's like a piece of shit racist. And it's like, every uncle's like, wait. But I'm like, maybe you are. I'm like, I'm an uncle. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, but we one day be those uncles. Like, is that what happens? Um, but, but you're right. Like, And what I'll say about that is that what an interesting way to also get to know someone. Like, mm. I think that it's like you can, if we can, the more we can let down our guard of anger and animosity, the better. Mm-hmm. What about approaching and going like, okay, I now need to know this person who I love's worldview. What a cool way to get to know someone mm-hmm. while simultaneously trying to be like, and we've got an yeah. agenda. And being anti-vax, you know, while frustrating to someone who believes that vaccines are really important of humanity, thriving, um, <laughs> doesn't mean like that that person is necessarily wrong in every other way or bad yeah. in every other way. So like yeah. you could learn a lot about them and realize that they're yeah. a great human being and care about other people. And, and probably really scared. And ultimately scared. So I think having that perspective, <laughs> knowing you can't just come in with your worldview and be like, well, it's wrong to kill yeah. people and it's right to this because they might like obviously they'll think it's wrong to which kill people. Which is so but. hard with science because yeah. And I actually think it's so interesting because science as this thing that I'm obsessed with in the world of science, like in a very nuanced conversations. But then when I leave the world of science, it's like you realize you're like, oh my God, I can't it's it, I think it makes a lot of scientists unable to communicate these things because you yeah. panic. You're like, you someone gives you something so you're like, well, science you don't want to stand like the asshole that's just like, well, well science is real. I know exactly. <laughs> but then sometimes when I'm in the sciences, you get put in this hierarchy where right, I'm like, right. I know what it feels like to be that person right. where you're tall. You're like, they're like, well, actually like, you just don't know. Even I, physics. Yeah, even physics is like an could example. Easily say yes. yeah. yeah. Like, Oh, I, I just can't explain it to you because yeah. you need literally eight years of research yeah. to know this. And I really like that joke that I was saying earlier about like people coming and being like, LOL, physics is actually all wrong. It's a thought experiment. I do a lot because I am mm. obsessed with physics because I actually, do think when I read it, it makes the most sense to me about how everything works. But like you read it, you just read all these physics books by dudes where they're so they talk in a way that even I'm just like, you're so not allowing, you're so annoying. I'm like, it's just like, like, it's just like you're being mean, like stop. And it's like, sometimes I hear There's these an interest- air of pretension at yeah, times. And, and, and it's like yeah. maybe an anti-vaxxer would think that about like a scientist being like, exactly. you just don't get it. You're just not yeah. educated enough. And it's like, that's just mean. And there's so much like there that we don't know. And there's so many interesting things that like, I think when I read these physics books, I'm like, you don't understand that if you did, you'd be a better physicist. Like, mm just like allowing you yourself to know that you've been in situations where an, a vaccine hasn't person might think like you're the, you know yeah, what I mean? You've, the, we've all felt jerk. dumb. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, like, you're yeah. just, you're just think you're better than us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so part two of this is converting physicists to be nicer people. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> or how do you explain it? It's like to convert. Well, know what? It's like, we need more queer people and women in As literal physicists. STEM. It's like literally the physicists that like they're no, like we don't no, need it's to not just that. Yeah, but... It's not that men are that way. It's just but... like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, this is the aliens coming down and being like, "You have a particular bias," or, or the aliens coming down and be like, "You guys are sick with sick with a disease. It's called men." Oh my <laughs> god! As we run this podcast as two men. Yeah, no, I'm sick. I will. Um, I killed a thousand dogs at the beginning oh of the my, podcast. Yeah. See, actually, no, that's not. I don't know. Anyway, okay. So, touching on that point, one of their other points. This falls under like use narratives, like the power of yeah stories, but they call it the curse of knowledge. It's where people. 
people who know a lot about something tend to communicate abstractly and it makes it really difficult hmm. for people who do not have that base knowledge to understand. So a perfect oh, example, so some like an example they gave is like, if you're talking about the status of a vaccine trial, instead of saying <laughs> the vaccine is in phase three, say the vaccine has been tested on X thousands of okay. people. Because phase three is Doesn't like, mean that anything is irrelevant if yeah. somebody does not even know what a trial is. You know what I mean? That's really, that is so an ASAP science when I'm on Twitter thing where I like look at the study and I like backspace the word and I lo- like, that's honestly like mm-hmm. all we do on Twitter is <laughs> I read a study and I just and like, like give them I, the numbers, like yeah, explain the study, what happened. It? And that's science communication yeah. in a nutshell is how do we, and it's no shade to having these terms. It's just, if you want to communicate to people who are nowhere near these terms in their life, you need yeah, to, you have to remember break like, down, like stop using acronyms, stop using complex terms. Un- don't use things like unverified <laughs> yeah stop calling your organization unverified <laughs> um but that's this- a good that's a good thing to think about those big science science words that are normal to you like every time you know when you're saying one of those science words we, we always insane. say science is another language yeah, imagine yeah. just going up to an anti-vaxxer and speaking another language to them like being you're a bilaterian a bilaterian <laughs> animal you just don't get it because you're bilaterian yeah bilaterian <laughs> not bilateral i mean it's a form of that word but you're a bilaterian means are a mirror exactly. image of your left and your right test. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, okay, shut just up. tell me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, like, no need for the bilateral. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So, exactly. in that same use narrative, though, it was like stories tend to be the most powerful. So, talking about examples, giving narratives to like that is think of all of human history. Narratives are so powerful. Yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day. Not yet verified for me, but it was it was very popular. So I was like, okay, maybe this is true. It was some girl being like, if you, <laughs> you're like, if you put pine needles and water together no. and drink it, you don't need the vaccine. It was like, um, you know, like writing narrative TikTok, and the girl was like, you, if you study like stories, you realize there's only 26 stories that have ever been told in human history, mm. and they all fall like the, you know what I mean. Like they have the same path since like the Greeks wrote about the greek gods it's like every sounds story white supremacist th- of course it was the greeks <laughs> true true anyway that was <laughs> wasn't happening in china like, humans okay. have been using stories and even using like before we were communicating with language using like images and like drawings and music and those yeah. kind of things that were often meant to convey stories i think that this is something with climate change i've always been like i don't know hollywood like Everything is a disaster movie about 10, like a hundred years from now when it's like, and it's accurate. Like, but then I've heard like arguments on both sides. But one thing I'll say is I'm like, okay, if there's a binary, we need to be pushing it a bit towards more climate change movies. Right. Like yeah. I know that people like, are like, we people shouldn't. realize that's the not yeah. science fiction anymore. Exactly. Like, I'm, like people are like, there are, it's like, you shouldn't just make these like doomsday movies, mm-hmm. of course. But let's get some new, I, a Francis McDormand indie film about climate. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. we can have all the versions one thing it's lacking the climate change movie <laughs> and i think it's the same for this the vaccine movie yeah. the movie oh let's just make a movie where the polio vaccine isn't invented and it's the earth now yeah. and like i don't know like kate blanchett's like a struggling <laughs> mom because everyone's dying and there's weirdly like another mm. rat pandemic that like sarah paulson is a nurse at the hospital yeah i will watch that push it write and a screenplay about it anyways yeah okay like i i honestly try sometimes <laughs> and it is really hard but I just think we're lacking. We could use some more. I'd love to have a critical discourse about a shit ton of climate change movies right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe that's not true. That's just what I took from no, that No, it's worth at thing. least having those and finding the f- effective ways to also make people realize that this isn't science fiction necessarily, that this is like somewhat predictive of the future. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's when artists come in. Like, I can't yeah. think of, I can't like green light these movies. I'm not like <laughs> a screenwriter, but these brilliant people. I mean, you are. You've written two screenplays, so you're a screenwriter. That, no, that is not. I've literally never gone to school for it. And I just read screenplays and then write them. Like, I like, don't think Quentin Tarantino went to school for it. So. Okay, isn't that like the that's like the okay? Wow. The well, I'm flattered that you're comparing me to like one of the most famous directors. <laughs> I'm just saying you're and, being okay. Weird. Okay, I'm being weird. No, I just can't take any like you like this is a vulnerable take part of my compliment. personality. It's not even a compliment. I'm like we just need to move on. Greg is a brilliant screenwriter. <laughs> Mitch, I actually am going. Your lips panic are attack. turning blue. Okay. I will turn off the recording. Okay, moving on. Okay. I have a few other points <laughs> that I'll bring up. This one is is maybe not as useful in the moment, but it's useful to know that the messenger matters. So they have found like learning from people that you trust is so important. So like a lot of people have distrust of big government, federal agencies. And so for good reason. Yeah. For often good reasons, sometimes conspiratorial, but it is like, that's (laughs) like, that's kind of like baked in the American culture is to be like untrusting of government. That's also if there are governments that are tyrannical. Yeah. And like, I'm so sorry. You guys just had to go through Trump. Cause yeah, of course you're going to not trust the government's (laughs) own like not case. But one thing I'll say to our American listeners, people around the world do think of America like that. That they have, especially like if you're just, let's just know, let's take the Western world, like Europeans and Canadians. There's like a bit of a, like, you can talk to a person from Britain and be like, yeah, America, like, they really don't trust our government. Yeah. It's definitely like the, the land of conspiracy. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, anyway, I don't think that's important. What's important to know is a, often people are much more trusting of their local governments or not just governments, but local communities so learning how to impact those communities like if you're trying to mass change people's Hmm. opinions you have to not infiltrate that sounds like a really weird word but if people like trust their church communities or their you know what i mean like you have to find who are the people in those communities those mpps gotta gotta pick (laughs) up pull their socks up and just Um, canvas and i already gave this example but people would trust their doctor more than they're gonna trust uh just some random even like youtuber on the internet Right. Yeah. If you're with a person in person who's True. looked after you over yeah. all these years, they go, okay, maybe, of course, there's still barriers, but they're going to not think the doctor has some conspiratorial, like, I'm trying to kill everyone with these yeah. vaccines. Um, huh. Changes to social norms are really important. So that has to do with influencer culture, honestly. It's like they know that it's sometimes more important to focus on the people who, who can have those trickle down effects, I, who I, can shift what it means like that. It's cool to take vaccines yeah. that it's like not weird. And like a lot of people wait to see how other people do. Things. I think that that's one thing. Oh, sorry. I, I kind of want, I was going to switch yep. to talk about COVID now. Should you keep going? And we'll talk. I have, about uh, I guess I just have one more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the last one is there are more on the website. Sorry. These are just some of them that stood out to me evoke the right emotions so through studies they have found that fear and shame immobilize and push people away and constructive emotions like hope and the desire to protect people are better to lean into so finding that common (laughs) ground is what is often said like like, give me a hug get the vaccine hug me i want to protect you no it's more like you know no no i got no i got what it is leading into a (laughs) saying like yeah, I totally appreciate that you're afraid to give your kid yeah. and have your kid be sick or that this could hurt or do something bad. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid of that too. That's why I want to vaccinate yeah. myself and vaccinate other people. Um, and my desire is that we are all safe. 
in that. Not that we're just like listening to the guy. Oh my God, this is so good, Rich. I'm like, say that. That was so convincing. Even you just saying that. I was like, whatever you're about to say, I'll do it. Like, well, <laughs> it was well so good. it reminds me, we've often had conversations, you know, we've had to, you know, argue or debate with uh, people who are much more conservative than ourselves. And our perspective sometimes, of course, this is just a general uh, blanket statement, is we would sometimes come and we had this line where we realized like, why don't you care about other people? Right. That kind of came down to us. Like, why don't you want to socialize your medicine? Like, yeah, there are people who have less fortunate and maybe like don't have the money. Why don't you want to help them? Right. Like, Hmm, like for us, it kind of came down to like, we have these beliefs because it's more than just about ourselves. Like I want to be somebody who's supporting institutions that like help people who can't help themselves. Yeah. We would find that like when we were trying to dissect are those conversations or reflecting on them? We always would get to that. Yeah. But and is that, that the that, wrong thing to say? Cause it's kind of mean. No, don't. It was another way we said it where it was just like, well, I mean to each so other. So you're saying that's a good example. I wasn't sure if that was coming off as something well, that was like, I don't think you need to say that to someone directly. That's yeah. kind of an aggressive thing. <laughs> Why not like, help? People? No, but like, to know. just focus on the aspect of yeah, like, help. Oh, I, I just believe that there are people in this world who like, through no faults of their own are in bad circumstances. And yeah. I, I wish if I was in that circumstance, okay. there was, I kind of got where I, I feel like I got what you're saying more now too. It's like, I just want to help people. So I really actually want the most people possible to get the vaccine. Yeah. And no, I, will, I, believe I believe that the vaccine is not just for huh. me. It's that it is part of yeah. something bigger. That's protecting people who there are lots of people who physically cannot take a vaccine who do not have the health, um, are flu, too young, too old flu like, shots. That's what I always say yeah. for flu shots. I'm like, it's not about me. Like sometimes people be like, I don't know if I get it. Like, like everyone has like the friend who's like, it made me sick once. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well likely, like, let's just say it even did make you sick. Mm-hmm. Like you got the flu. Let's just say it's not for you. Cause you're so healthy. It's for kids. It's for like immunosuppressed people. And then I've actually seen that work sometimes where they go, yeah. Oh wait, what? Like, it's like, thought no, no. That. It's like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Would you even get the, like, it doesn't give you the flu. It was a coincidence, but I'm saying like, I sometimes go, what if it did? What if every time mm-hmm. you got it, it ma- gave you the flu? Mm-hmm. Would you maybe not want to get the flu just to like increase the ability for like someone with chemotherapy to survive? <laughs> sometimes they go like, wait, what? And I'm like, that's, I don't know. That's what I think sometimes. Yeah. That could be mean though. What does that mean? Did no. that seem condescending? No. No, I think, I think just maybe in general, even like, I think we've learned this in our relationship and I'm sure other people's have as well. It's like, when you can put it on yourself yeah. and not the other person, I think that can come off as less aggressive. So yeah, I am feeling this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. th- this is what my interpretation is of it. Not like, well, I think you're mixing up how that should be interpreted. Yeah. So, okay. So can we talk about COVID now? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because like the thing that I hear a lot is like, you know, people will even know people in healthcare who are scared to get it. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm like, I'm like really proud of our video we made about the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. Mm -hmm. This is when I'm really like this scientific information really helps you chill out about it. Like if you know about how mRNA works, it helps. Mm -hmm. So that makes me go, okay, we shouldn't say mRNA. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like how, like mRNA, that's such a thing to me. It means ribosomes, it means proteins, but that doesn't mean that to other people. Absolutely. So it's like, that information is valuable because then you realize it doesn't go, it can't, everyone has theories about DNA. I'm like, it doesn't mm-hmm. go anywhere near your DNA. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like how, how do you make would it you explain as simple that as possible? To someone? Yeah. And someone who's <laughs> never even understood how a single vaccine works. Like I don't Let know. Let alone that. how a protein works. Yeah. 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 How do you connect and just say, it's just teaching your body yeah. how to recognize the virus. 
that's all it's doing. It's so interesting, but it's like, if yeah. Something interesting I saw. So the people who wrote this actually did like a Reddit AMA that I was looking through. And, oh, shoot, I've lost my train of thought. If you can distract me for a bit. I'm like, what were we just saying? Oh, we were talking about how like mRNA and explaining science to people, even the sentence you just said, like it, it makes your body like get like you, we're all filling in the blanks of complex science topics with just like adjectives and words that mm-hmm. other people aren't understanding. Okay. I kind of, lo- I had something specific oh. that they brought up. I'm going to like kind of try and find it right now on my computer. Okay. So I just, uh, so this, just so you know, everyone, I'm dating a literal Reddit bro coder. Right oh now. He's my going through gosh. the gray outline of the Reddit wherever, where everyone goes, how does this even work? And then the boys in your life are like, she did not use Reddit. <laughs> It's simple. It's gray on gray font with a bit of orange. Oh, oh, this was it. Okay, did I fill it in? Well, yeah, I'm you did perfect. I was like, did not hear a single thing you said. <laughs> so, um, one thing that they were suggesting, because somebody was like, you know, when somebody comes with like all of these things prepped, and it could be conspiracy, it could be genuine concern, it could just be like they start throwing these random facts at you, right? There's uncertainty around the vaccine. That was what someone leaned to, like, what do I say when someone talks about, you know, this vaccine's new? There's uncertainty. One of their answers that stood mm. out to me was like, think about all the other scientific things or sorry, medical things you've involved yourself with that you've accepted the uncertainty with, with way less information. So have you ever had mm. anesthetic? Have you ever taken yeah. a drug? Did you ask the same amount of questions about the scientific community and its motivations behind anesthetic? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been some really good like TikToks about this. The girl's like, the reason I'm taking the vaccine is she opens her birth control. And she's like, this isn't my birth control. <laughs> like, like, I've I don't know never read these words. I think, but th- I think some people with those kind of examples are like, well, you're eating that. Or you're like a vaccine's like, well, it's being injected oh, into inter- you. Like right? that's the same thing. It's lines up yeah, in your blood. And people do get yeah. injections all the time. People get Botox into their face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so funny he's like going up to someone who clearly has like filler and just be like mm. like okay just like no try not to be condescending but be like oh you're worried about the needle do you know what's in your literal face <laughs> it's botulism toxin you want to talk about that <laughs> literally a toxin to so just so you know you your neurons turned your neurons off like your literal neurons are gone they're not coming back ever uh, but anyway, it's just <laughs> oh this idea okay. not to fear yeah. people. And it's not yeah, to say yeah. that you should uh, like be okay with uncertainty, but just reminding that there are lots of things we don't, we, we trust the medical community. To That's what I, to consensus to. I said on TikTok. I was like, you know, I'm getting the vaccine because I eat ass. Like if you've eaten ass, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you've literally eaten like bacteria that were like, yeah, no, this is going to get you sick right. and potentially have a parasite even. Oh Lambia. So it's like, um... Yeah, that's like a joke that I literally was joking and hyperbolic, but it's like you can find those for the people mm-hmm. in your life if you want. And if eating ass is yours for all my freaking gays out there, not go just for the gays, it. not just of- the gays. I'm just saying eating ass is high amongst the gays, but not just the gays, right? <laughs> Girls like to eat their straight boyfriends' asses. Yes. Straight boyfriends like to eat their girlfriends' asses. Gender non-binary people have asses. There's everyone eating everywhere <laughs> all the time. So get the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, if you eat ass, you better be getting the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I get uh, like, like that's how we're gonna end the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be the name of the podcast. If you're getting, <laughs> if you're eating ass, get the vaccine. <laughs> okay, so like we're in a new phase of ASAP science. Let's take a risk. Let's do it. Like, would we do that? Wait, what? Like, like that- imagine. Like, um, should we do it and then test and then the next week be like, so our, our listens went up a lot <laughs> or went down a lot? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I'm too scared to make changes. 
<laughs> That's a different podcast, though. We can think about it. That's you'll find so out. You'll know by the title of this episode, like who who won who that won. war. <laughs> but Greg controls the podcast. Yeah, true. But titles. no, it's also me too. I'm a little scared to make it that as well. <laughs> like, it's not like, I also maybe don't love Jane. Um, I think that I don't know. Is there anything else you want to bring up? Like, obviously, there's a lot of nuance and a lot of individual individuality in these conversations that have to happen but i think, I think honestly, a lot of them are going to come up i think out of quarantine too we're going to realize the, the people and the I mean, friends you can actually and talk to your friends and family i mean i know dave Chappelle and grimes are doing that already but like <laughs> i'm like it'll be so interesting to just hear everyone's perspective on this like at a party with a few drinks and, and are there going to be friends who are like i'm not getting they're the like vaccine. i didn't get it i'm not getting it and then like dropping the wine glass being like i'm out. gonna get out <laughs> of my party <laughs> yeah i want i can't wait for i'm gonna have a vaccine party where you have to show up and Proved you got the vaccine to get into this like sick party. It's gonna be so good. So that, like I'm gonna encourage my community to get vaccine, but only once there's enough herd immunity because apparently you can still transmit the vaccine. Yeah, no. that virus even. True. Yeah, no, this party is gonna happen. Once we know in more. 2025. But, more yeah. <laughs> but also, um, I think this is good. And what I would say is, I want people to literally message us on Twitter, um, to message us on Instagram at ASAP Science and tell us all the stuff they're thinking about vaccine hesitancy because mm. I think that we. I learned the most from reading comments, hashtag sign up podcast and like reading literally people who like ASAP science to ask questions and talk mm -hmm. about this. I learn a lot and we want to make a video where we yeah, are talking to people who are either vaccine hesitant or anti-vaccine. That is like, tell us your stories. Tell yeah. us your stories. I would love to know. And I think it'll help us as we continue to talk about this for years to come. Honestly, mm -hmm. like we, <laughs> we're coming up on a year of this pandemic. <laughs> we're coming up on a year mm -hmm. of this Rocking pandemic. It's crazy. We are going Ew. to be, this is going to be culturally etched into I remember our the first for case in so Toronto long. last January. Yeah. It would have been around this. It was literally around this time because it was our mm -hmm. friend Kyle's birthday, yeah. which is coming out. So it was when we first were like, got on the subway and we're like, it's on the subway. Yeah, we were like, don't <laughs> touch anything. <laughs> uh, and then that went away for like a month and a half. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, the world's ending. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, okay. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate all of your listeners. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.